Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Steve Hart with Property Management, Inc. Welcome, Steve. Hello, Lee. Thanks for welcoming me to the show. Well, I am excited to learn what you're up to. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Property Management, Inc. Uh, Who do you serve and how do you do it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, we are a property management franchise. We've been franchising since 2008. We opened our first franchise in 2009 and uh, we are now at 325 unique uh, locations throughout the United States. We're the fastest growing property management brand in America. We're the largest franchise with 325 locations. And we're just growing like crazy. It's a real hot uh, franchise right now with what we're offering and the, and the services that we provide our franchisees and those those uh, services that our franchisees ultimately provide uh, out there are just really wanted and needed right now. Now, uh, can you educate us a little bit about the genesis of the idea? Uh, Did this start out as kind of a mom and pop? Okay, I'm going to manage some property here locally, and then it just kept expanding, and then at some point you evolved into franchising, or did it start out as a franchise? what, What was the genesis of the idea? Yeah, it, it actually did. Uh, my partner uh, uh, owned a property management business in Las Vegas, Nevada, and was very successful with that. And uh, we decided, let's franchise this concept. And we rolled it out uh, as a, I guess you could call it a mom and pop, um, because it started from that. Uh, we didn't have franchising background. We'd never done a franchise before, uh, neither myself or my business partner. And uh, we thought it was going to be super easy because we didn't have a lot of competition. And uh, we realized that uh, franchising was a lot different than just running a property management business. And so we kind of cut our teeth for the first few years, first four or five years, just learning how to franchise and what franchisees wanted and expected and how to create those systems and the training and the support that were required to really help these franchisees be successful is so much different than just running our own business. We learned. So when you were running, you know, pre-franchising and you were running um, a property management business in Las Vegas, was it, um, you know, like somebody has a house and they want to rent it out and they hire a firm to be kind of the landlord on their behalf because they're never there or they, you know, or there's a building that has to be leased, so they need someone to manage that. Like, what was the scope of the yeah. business when it was just a property management business? Yeah, 13 years ago, that's what our business was. It was uh, residential property management is what we called it. We also did commercial property management, meaning business, class A, B, C, office space, things like that. Anything retail, uh, anything that people don't live in, we call commercial We did that kind of uh, property management as well as residential, uh, which is your single family or multifamily housing type of property management. But what we found, Lee, is the property management industry we felt was the most fragmented industry in our country. Fragmented meaning it's just it didn't have any national brands. There weren't 
businesses out there that are that were predominantly scaled at a larger format. There weren't national brands, meaning if you ask for you know, a, a national property management uh, company that you could work with to manage your homes in San Diego and Dallas and Atlanta, there wasn't one. And so we, we felt that this industry really needed a brand, uh, some systems, uh, someone to come in and really be able to be that national provider of services across the country. And uh, when I say it was fragmented, it's, 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 it's mainly because our industry is predominantly run by small one and two man shows. We call them mom and pops. And that's, that's how our industry really was looked at is there's so many of these property managers or people that stumbled into property management and just kind of were managing a few properties here and there, 10, 20 doors, 50 doors, but they didn't have the systems, the programs to really scale that business to large, more strategic level property managers. And the sad thing is, is that strategic level, when you're managing 400, 500, 1,000, 2,000 doors, that's where you make the money. And so these small mom and pops just couldn't scale their businesses. They didn't have the resources to scale them. And it created this fragmented industry where the majority of property managers in the United States we're just one and two man shows. And so it was our objective to get in, create the systems, the training and support to really allow people to really make good money in property management. Now, of course, there's the big property managers that were, there's a few of them out there that really figured it out, but predominantly it was a very mom and pop focused uh, industry. Now, what was the competition um, non-franchises they were just organizations that just put boots on the ground in multiple locations and were the property management for you know kind of doing a similar thing but not doing it through franchising uh yes predominantly that's that was the case there there was when we started in 2008 there was one other property management franchisor out there and a couple that were were you know just starting to roll the concept out now there's a a handful of residential property management franchises out there. Uh, there's about 20 short-term rental franchises out there. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But uh, yeah, now now there are several that have thrown their hat in the ring. Now, from the consumer standpoint, um, if you are going with a mom and pop, I would think the risk to that is, like you said, they don't have systems. They don't have kind of the uh, best practices maybe that a brand like yours can have and accumulate over time of doing this in multiple markets, you know, lots and lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I think of mom and pops, I, I think of the show that I grew up with called free is company. And there was this landlord called Mr. Roper Lee. I don't know if you remember that character, but uh, back then property management and landlords uh, all they did is really collected rent. You know, maybe they put a tenant into a property and they collected rent every month. And it usually was you knocking on the door and asking for the rent. I can tell you property management in 2021 is nothing like that. Uh, we've got this onslaught. I call it a tsunami of technology that's flooded into the real estate industry. And property management is one of those. I mean, we have the ability to do things electronically and through all these programs and processes that were never available to property managers even just 10 years ago, Lee. And so these mom and pops that aren't staying current on technology, that aren't open with their 
ideas and concepts and involving their businesses and keeping up, they're, they're not offering the services that, and the programs and the revenue streams that ultimately they really could be offering. And so what, what uh, these mom and pops are learning is they're just, if they're not evolving, they're being, uh, you know, just pretty much extinct. They're being pushed out by the property managers that are really running these new technologies. Now, um, from the franchisee standpoint, is this somebody that has to have been in this kind of industry or, or can you have come from, you know, like an executive that's retired and is looking for a second act? Great question. I mean, obviously we'd love, we love franchise candidates to come in that own a Keller Williams franchise and they want to open up a property management division for their 300 realtors that uh, run across property management opportunities every day. I mean, that's the ideal candidate, but the majority of our franchisees have zero real estate background. They don't have any property management background, and we build our franchise and the training to provide all the training and education someone needs to be successful in the industry, and uh, we've, been, we've been very successful at it. Now, the franchisees are, that you're attracting, are they the ones that are like, hey, I'm in this market, so I'd like to be in this market? Or are they kind of empire builders that are like, you know what, I think I can do this region here. I can put, you know, because once the systems are in place, I can scale this here locally pretty quickly. Yeah, typically in the past, uh, we saw just single unit buyers coming in. They just wanted to see how it worked. You know, like I mentioned, uh, most of these guys weren't property managers. And uh they wanted to see if they liked it and see if it was something that they could, you know, create a, a good living at. And now we're starting to see multi-unit sales. We're starting to see several of our franchisees purchase uh, second, third, uh, fourth locations uh, and expanding that way. Now, what does kind of a day in their life look like? Great question, because one of the things that's, uh, that, uh, that is uh, a component of our success here at PMI is we're very different than your typical property management office or property management franchise in the sense that, you know, I mentioned we started out by offering residential and commercial property management training solutions with our franchise. Well, as we grew, we started to see opportunities for our franchisees. Or I should say our franchisees started seeing opportunities to do association management. When I say association, I'm referring to homeowner associations or community associations. It's very different than your residential property management, very different than your commercial property management. This is where you're working with boards, you know, HOA boards mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and uh, most of the new communities that are popping up throughout the United States are going and requiring these uh, community associations. And so this sector of property management is one of the fastest management uh, sectors. And so uh, after our franchisees started receiving a lot of inquiries for this type of property management, we decided to roll out what we call a pillar, a new pillar of property management, targeting that association pillar. And so uh, a couple of years after that, our franchisees recognized this Airbnb VRBO uh, demand for short-term rental property management. Again, this is a very distinct, very unique sector of property management. Nothing like the long-term where you're dealing with tenants and, uh, and long-term, typically one-year contracts. With short-term, as you know, uh, and most of the listeners here know, we're talking about guests. 
guests coming into a home for, you know, three to seven days typically. And it's a hospitality focused industry and uh, very different. And so we rolled out a, a pillar that we call our short-term rental pillar. And so now PMI prides our offering with the four pillars, we termed it the four pillars of property management, where a new franchisee or an existing franchisee can choose, typically they start with just one. They become proficient and really a specialist in one pillar at a time, but they have that ability to add on, we call it bolting on these pillars as their business grows. And if they want to target these multi-sectors of the industry and this this four pillar approach that we've had in this offering has really been what separated us from anyone else in the market. You can imagine a, a franchisee wanting to start with residential property management. It's really attracted to them to have the ability down the line to bolt on commercial property management or maybe association. And so this four pronged approach has really uh, separated us from the competition and really uh, been a, a key component to our growth. Now, is that uh, first point of entry typically the residential? I guess that's something they can get their hands around. Uh, it seems manageable. Yeah, it, used, it used to be, Lee. You know, we used to do, you know, probably 80 percent of our new franchisees would come in just for the residential pillar. Now we're starting to see uh, that change quite a bit. Uh, a lot of people are coming in just to start with short-term rental. And let me throw out there, the short-term rental uh, management demand doesn't have to be in a resort community. A lot of people, when they think short-term rental, they're thinking, oh, I got to be uh, or operate that kind of business on a, on a beachfront or a ski uh, town. Right. But uh, we're seeing the demand for the short-term rentals right there in most metro areas. You know, most cities and metro areas have this demand for short-term rental. And so there's a, there's a huge uh, audience that wants the training. You know, there's, again, that short-term rental industry, the people wanting to be managers in there, there's just limited resources for them to be able to, to access training and learn how to do it and do it right. And uh, obviously they can go out, you know, a lot of these guys just think it's all about software. Well, I just have to go out and buy some software to help me do this short-term rental or long-term rental management. But uh, there's so much more to property management than collecting rents and putting a tenant into your software. It's all about these revenue streams and it's the revenue streams and property management that helps make a property manager successful. You've got to have the systems in place to run it smoothly, but then you've got to be able to have the revenue streams to make the money. You know, a typical mom and pop uh, property manager, Lee, only uh, averages about three to five revenue streams. That means they're they're collecting a management fee possibly, and maybe they're charging for a, a leasing commission, but they're usually only tapping into a couple revenue streams, whereas a PMI franchisee is accessing close to 50 Five zero fifty different revenue streams, and these aren't just tic-tacky fees that our franchisees charge owners or tenants. A lot of these are programs. Like we'll we'll uh, help a, a tenant, for example, uh, improve their credit, and we'll offer that tenant that has bad credit uh, a credit enhancement program, is what we call it, where we're reporting that their rent is on time to all three credit bureaus, and uh, while they're a renter their credit is improving ultimately 
uh, getting to the point where they can possibly buy a home instead of just renting. And so a credit enhancement program is one revenue stream that we educate our franchisees on and provide those programs to uh, that helps them make a lot, you know, they can charge that tenant for that program if that tenant opts in. Now, there's programs for owners and tenants and, and, and to maintain the asset of the property. And these are the kind of things that separate successful and profitable property managers from all these mom and pops. And it sounds like you're um, spending a lot of time trying to help your franchisees make more money and keep their clients longer and longer, and then be very creative in terms of how you're going about um, kind of wringing out the most value you can possibly give to all of the constituents. You just nailed it. That's exactly what we strive to do with our franchisees. Now, let's look at it through the lens of the ultimate consumer. So your franchisee is in a local market, and then somebody, what, they have a house, and they're like, hey, I notice, you know, I'm, I'm going to move or I'm going to retire. I don't want to sell my house, but maybe I can be, uh, you know, using it as a, a short-term rental. I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to be somewhere else. Can I just hire your firm, and then now it becomes your problem? Yeah. That's what we do. We're professional property managers, and uh, we help our franchisees establish a presence in, in their territory. We have set territories. They're typically based on a county or counties. We don't chop up cities by zip code and give our franchisees a, a little tiny limited geographic territory. We'll give them a very large and entire city, for example, but these are non-exclusive territories, so we'll put a handful or so franchisees within that city and say, hey, everyone can go out there and work throughout the city, whether it's Dallas or Atlanta or Miami. And, and so we don't pigeonhole our franchisees. We don't limit their growth based on a small little, you know, uh, limited territory. We really provide large territories with multiple pillar option or expansion options to really give our franchisees the ability to grow their business as big as they want to. And, and yeah, uh, part of that is, what you alluded to, uh, we've got to have the marketing in place for these franchisees to be able to, first of all, be found by these uh, investment property owners. And so we help uh, create a really sound uh, uh, marketing program and a digital marketing program. So all things web-based, uh, SEO-based are all done for them by a professional company to help them get found. So these investment property managers or owners, they go to Google and type in property manager San Diego, because that's how a lot of these people are finding their property managers, will help our franchisees uh, get found and get those inquiries. And then, uh, so they're spending their day kind of building relationships in the local market with these kind of key points of leverage. Is that their kind of main job? And then they're subcontracting out all of the actual work of, you know, flipping the house, making it ready for the next person and doing the maintenance if somebody calls and says, hey, the roof is leaking. Yep. A new, uh, a new franchisee spends the majority of their time doing prospecting and business building type activities because they typically don't have a portfolio of properties yet to manage. And so a new franchisee will really be focused on business building activities and marketing. Uh, once that portfolio starts to grow, you get 100, 200, 500 doors under management. You would imagine a lot of your time then is, is turned into the management activities. And uh, we help our franchisees 
know and uh, access when they're when their business is at a certain level, when and who they should hire next. And we help them with, uh, with those hires. And then we train those uh, employees or those add-on uh, staff members that they bring on. So the franchisee is not doing this on their own. They have full-time business coaches and training and, and modules that they can access to help them, you know, as their business scales and grows. Now, um, I would imagine that a lot of their business is dealing with people because a lot of times people, the reason they're going to be calling is something happened, right? Like they got to kind of manage people. How from when you're choosing the franchisee, how do you kind of make sure they're a right kind of cultural fit that they have that kind of, I would imagine you need a high level of customer service and a lot of empathy when it comes to dealing with people because every one of your people are human beings that have a house and they're going to have an issue. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely labeled as a service industry, you know, property management, regardless of which pillar our franchisees are, are participating in uh, it's a service business and uh, we're called property managers. We're managing that property, but what we really do Lee is we manage the relationship between that, uh, an uh, investment property owner and the tenant. Now, typically, that that uh, owner doesn't want to be known by the tenant. So we're the we're the manager of that property. We're the in between guy. And uh, when there's a problem with the property, uh, like you mentioned earlier, a, a leaky roof, uh, we don't go out there and repair the roof. We're not roof roofers, but it's our job as the property manager of that that asset to take care of it. And so when we notice that there's a problem or a repair that needs to be done, we'll identify that. And sometimes it's the tenant that makes it uh, uh, us aware of that. And so we'll uh, reach out to the owner, let them know that, hey, there's a, there's a roof problem here. Would you like me to get a few bids? We'll, uh, we'll get a few bids from uh, some roofing contractors, provide those to the owner and let the owner make the decision on who and what they want to hire. Some owners are very... Uh, very hands-on with their properties and the property managers and some don't want to have anything to do with it and they want the property manager to pretty much run it and and so uh, it's our job to make sure not just the property's taken care of but that that tenant uh, is a good tenant so we screen the tenant when the when the property is, is vacant and I'm talking about uh, the residential pillar here or the commercial pillar where we're We'll do a background and screening check to make sure we get the, the very best tenants for that property as possible. Because remember, as the property manager, we're the one that's going to have to deal with that tenant if they're bad. And so we want to make sure we get the very best people in there. We have all the technology and screening processes uh, in place for our franchisees to run these uh, screenings and background checks, literally uh, paperless. Uh, everything's done online and seamlessly. And uh, we get the very best tenants in through these processes, and and uh, and then we then we work with the owners. We got to make sure that we're collecting the rent from the tenants, but then distributing those revenues to the owner. All this is done through our software and our processes seamlessly, electronically. We're not cutting handwriting checks. We're not mailing checks to owners. Tenants aren't handing us cash, and are bringing us checks. Typically, it's all done uh, through technology these days. And this is what I alluded to earlier, 
if you're one of these old mom and pop shops that just is not um, putting these systems in place, you're a dinosaur. And owners expect more from their property managers today than they ever did in the past. These days of just uh, property managers collecting rent uh, is done. You know, owners want to be able to access their financials of their property 24 seven. They wanna be able to see uh, when that tenant paid rent and or how much uh, uh, they approve or they wanna be able to prove these repair costs through a, a process uh, through the back end of their, their uh, um, office. And uh, we've got all these technologies in place to, to make that really, really easy for our property managers, the owners, and their tenants to communicate. So now you mentioned the four pillars. When a typical franchisee who who is taking advantage of all four of their pillars, like what is their typical kind of um, ratio of each of those four pillars where the the revenue is coming in? Yeah, keep in mind these uh, these pillars again are are four distinct businesses. You know, there are there are property management franchises that only offer short-term rental franchising. And it's, it's that big of a, of a pillar. So there, we don't have too many franchisees that are operating in all four pillars. There's probably out of the 320 franchises that we have, there might be five to 10 that are operating in all four pillars. And they're a pretty large operation to be running four different businesses through their PMI franchise. I say different, but they're very similar in some ways, very different in others. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, also because the short-term rental pillar and the association pillar are less than five or six years old in our franchise, those two pillars aren't as big in participation as our residential and uh, commercial pillars, mainly because we started with those, the, the residential and commercial, we just got a lot more franchisees in there. The residential pillar also seems to be a little bit more popular, mainly just because one third of our country, I'll say it again, one third of Americans rent uh, their housing or live in rented housing. And so it's, it's just such a huge piece of pie. And there's, there's so much low hanging fruit in that residential pillar that uh, it's, it's an easy pillar for people to start in. And then when you're saying residential, that could be a home, an actual home, but it could also be a townhouse or a condo too, or is it primarily like a home with a yard and things like that? Uh, yes and yes. Uh, there's all types of residential housing rentals going on. There's townhomes that people rent. There's single family homes. There's big luxury, you know, multi-million dollar rentals happening out there like in the Hamptons. And, and there are uh, multifamily uh, communities with 200 doors that uh, are renting that need property management. So we classify all those in the resident as the residential pillar. And are you expanding just pretty much blanketing uh, the United States or are there certain regions that you're uh, putting more emphasis on, you know, as this pandemic wanes? Property management uh, during the pandemic was labeled an essential business, Lee, and we saw very little um, change in our, our revenues. Our franchisees didn't really see uh, much of a dropout. There was, uh, I must disclose, there was a period, you might recall back in April, May, when the country literally shut down, 
where Airbnb and VRBO um, blocked even doing reservations. So our short-term rental uh, franchisees did have a couple months of a setback in 2020, but, but uh, property management is an essential business. And uh, it's also a, uh, an industry that the rental industry is growing in our country. Um, it might be because housing costs are, are getting so expensive that uh, people prefer to rent and buy. Also, the younger generations have this mindset. Uh, it's a little different than our, our, our parents that uh, the American dream was always to own your own property. Well, we're starting to see reports and statistics that uh, the younger generation prefers to rent. And even some of the old retirees now are preferring to rent. And so uh, the rental industry is just skyrocketing. This, these numbers are getting larger. There's more uh, renters in the United States than there ever has been. There's more rental properties in the United States than there ever has been. So it's a, it's a growing industry. And let me say this, there is a big need for good property management. If you talk to anyone, any owner that's ever owned an investment property, they will talk to you for days about just what poor uh, service or poor uh, uh, experience they've had in working with property managers that just didn't provide a very good service. Uh, this is that fragmented industry that I uh, started with uh, in this discussion. You know, there is a need for well-trained property managers that have really sound systems and programs to, to make property management more manageable. And that's what the PMI franchise is all about. We've built this, we've done all the work, we've built the foundation. So our franchisees simply just plug in to this training and these systems and don't have to recreate the wheel. So now what do you need more of? How could we help you? Do you need more franchisees? You need, need more franchisees. You know, our goal is to be the world's premier real estate management brand. We want to be a household name. And uh, even with 320 franchises, PMI still isn't even uh, known. And we've got a, a lot of work to do. We want to put PMI franchisees in every town, every city throughout the United States. And uh, so uh, we have very few sold out locations. Um, you know, some of the ski towns uh, where uh, are, have been sold out, but uh, you know, that we have very few sold out locations, meaning you can pretty much uh, pick up a PMI franchise in almost any town across the United States right now. And our franchise fee runs about $50,000. And on top of that, you know, we want our franchisees to have enough revenue to really do the marketing and things like that. So we recommend another 50000 on top of that to really do the business right. Um, and uh, again, uh, four different pillars for our startup franchisees to choose from. Uh, no experience required. Uh, um, there is, depending on which pillar you choose, there are some licensing requirements. If you choose the residential pillar or the commercial pillar, most states in the United States require uh, a property manager to have a real estate license. So uh, some of our uh, new franchisees in addition to the training that we offer, uh, we'll help them plug into their state uh, real estate licensing courses and help them uh, do that, as well as uh, help them find a broker in charge to hang their license under. 
And if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what is the website? It's www.propertymanagementinc.com. You can also go to propertymanagementinc.com forward slash franchise. Good stuff. Well, Steve, congratulations on all the success. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, thanks, Lee, for the opportunity to speak with you and your your audience today. It's been a pleasure and we'd be happy to get more information to any of your listeners and uh, would love another invite to to join you again someday. You got it. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. Thanks, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.